Well, it is episode 15 here of the Cherokee Rewind. We thank you for hanging out with us here. I am Mick. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Well, I tell you, we're going to start things here. My special guest tonight uh, for this edition of the Cherokee Rewind is a guy who, well, played. he came from Fort Wayne. He was part of the Fort Wayne uh, invasion that we had back around the turn of the century. And uh, it was one of the better guys. He's a, not the tallest guy out there, but a gritty guy. And he goes by the name of DJ Fisher. We're going to be talking with DJ here in just a second. But first, before we do that, I want to take a minute to offer my most sincerest condolences uh, as we lost uh, a, a Cherokee alumnus uh, player by the name of Austin Fletcher. We always when he went by AJ, and uh, he was a forward that played back uh, back in the early part of last decade with the Cherokee. And unfortunately, uh, he was killed in a motorcycle accident, and our, we can't begin to tell you how, mu- how much this hurts. But we offer our prayers uh, to the, the Fletcher family, his brother Eric, who played with Toledo, and of course, their parents, who are big supporters of not only their sons, but of our team. So we definitely want to do that and say, you know, Godspeed, and, uh, you know, we hope that they're, uh, that they're hanging in there as best they know how. So, okay, with that in mind, or I wanted to do that, but I also wanted to be able to, the purpose of these, of these uh, podcasts is to be able to have a few laughs and to go down memory lane. And this is a guy who I've known for a long time, always a, a, a really nice personal guy. Um, his name is DJ Fisher. And Deej, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad, Mick. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. Now, by the way, just for the official record, what are, what does DJ stand for? Oh, man, it's been years since I've had to go through with this, but uh, it's Donald John Fisher. So you can tell how much okay. fun that was in school and stuff. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a bad name, but, I mean, it's just, you know, it's whatever makes you comfortable. But DJ it is, so. You know, so uh, I'm presuming you were named after family, so that's a good thing. Yep, I was. There you go. So now let me ask you, uh, Fish, you know, and if anybody knows that me, it's like I've known him, I've known DJ since he played for the Cherokee back in in the day. And the funny part is, is that we all called him DJ, we called him Fish, we called, I mean, we had a, a plethora of nicknames for him, but... He always was, uh, like I said, he's always been a, a good, uh, great guy and uh, looking forward to going down a little bit of memory lane. Now, DJ, what uh, what time did you, what years did you play in Toledo? I played in 2008 to 2010. Okay, so a couple seasons in there. All right. Well, yep. now, I want to, I, I always do this game because I can't remember. And so I try to remember some from time to time. But I'm usually wrong nine times out of ten about the jersey number you wore. If I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to say it was twelve. Uh, you got it. I did. I wow. I got whew, it right. Well, that, well, a, that, a broke a broke clock's right twice a day. <laughs> I must but, have done something uh, good for you then. Yeah, true, but. Uh, you know, did you talk. Let's talk about what was it. Uh, first of all, how did you get started in hockey? What was who introduced you to the sport, and what was it that developed your love of the game? Well, my uh, my dad was the one that got me in. He never played. He uh, was a pond hockey guy, and down here in Fort Wayne, I'm sure most of the people in Toledo know that we have the Comets, and uh, big Comet fan, and wanted his son to play it. And I just fell in love with it early on. And um, him and my mom did everything that they could to see that I had everything that I needed, that, you know, I could go as far as I wanted to go. And um, I can't thank them enough for that. But that's kind of the gist of how I got started. Okay. So uh, you played most of your hockey in Fort Wayne. Was it, did you play any high school hockey or was it all travel? No, I actually, um, one of the coolest things that I, I tell a lot of the, the younger kids that I deal with now, 
Um, I actually got to play, in my opinion, every level other than professionally um, to some degree. Uh, I played house league. I played select. I played single A. I played double A. I played triple A. I got to play some juniors, and I got to play some college. So got to do all those different levels, and um, pretty grateful for all of that. Well, you know, um, being a Fort Wayne guy, what was, I mean, of all the places you could have went to play your juniors and you pick your, your, your city's natural rival, the <laughs> t- Toledo, uh, what, what was it about Toledo? What drew you to Toledo? How'd you get recruited? And I think it was a storm back then, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. Um, actually, and I don't even know. I don't even think that Fort Wayne was in the East, ECHL back then, were they? They weren't. They were doing their uh, little thing. They were in the UHL and then the new IHL, and they were bouncing around doing different things. And um, the rivalry picked back up pretty quick, though. Yeah, it didn't take much. It didn't take very long. No, you're right. So what was it that got – what did they have to do to get you into a Cherokee uniform? I mean, not much. <laughs> um, actually, it was Tom Higgins was the one. Um, I believe he was coaching kind of like a pre-post uh something or other I, I don't know how you guys did it if it was the high school kids all got together at the end and then they went and did the you know they went to regionals and nationals and we always ran into them at regionals and they always stomped us every year Toledo beat the snot out of us and uh Tom became good friends with my dad and um always talked hey someday maybe your son would want to come here this and that and um I actually lost my dad when I was 18, and I remember I was working for my grandfather in his, uh, he owned harness horses, so I was shoveling up a nice bunch of poop, and I got a call from Tom, and he said, hey, we're going to draft you, and I I don't even know what that means, Tom, but thanks, and uh, he said, well, don't worry about it, just show up in, I think it was August 10th or whatever it was, and uh, I, I knew Tarsha from a couple other team, but I didn't know Ian Duncan at all, or Coach Duncan, excuse me, and uh, just got on the ice and tried my best, and they they offered me a spot, so I I gladly accepted. Wow! So, uh, what do you think it was that they liked about what about your game? Was it your grittiness? Uh, I mean, you were you were you could you could toss a puck or two in the net. But you were more of a, a, a chippy guy, a guy that uh, you like to mix it up in the corners and or in the slot. You weren't afraid to go in front of the net and and basically be a crap disturber. Oh man, yeah, I uh, I I think the, the best thing was I, all my teammates always loved me because I I I do anything for them, and um, you're right, I, I wasn't. The best goal scorer wasn't the best. I wasn't tough, but I was an idiot, I guess, and would would do anything for him. I was a good good locker room guy and good bus guy. And um, well, let's face it, DJ, you were really good at getting other teams annoyed. You you would get them mad at you, and and they'd always want to uh, start some crap with you and stuff because of what you did on the ice. So uh, that's why your team teammates loved you because you weren't. You were willing to do that stuff. That isn't. That's not the pretty stuff. That's the. That's the ugly stuff. That's the. That's part of the grind, and that's the kind of stuff that guys respect when you're willing to go in there and, like I say, you're you're willing to you know tick a few people off, and uh, you're able to you're still able to come out relatively unscathed. So that wasn't too bad. I was pretty lucky. They probably enjoyed watching me get beat up every once in a while and had a good laugh about it and. Knew we had a game the next night, and I'd probably do it again. So, <laughs> this is very true. Um, you know, Fish, I, I think about back then. Who were some of the guys uh, that you played with back uh, back when you played back in 08 and uh, 09 10? Well, uh, one you just had on the other night, uh, Jack Goodell, or. or um, He's one that sticks out. Uh, Jay Clark, Ryan Sexsmith, Lucas Kelsey, uh, Justin Elmore, a um, couple Toledo boys, and Andrew Cole, Brent Boehner. Um, 
man there's oh yeah so many that i don't want to keep going and leave some out and have them send me text messages later saying hey why'd you forget me so i better just stop from there yeah but, <laughs> but uh that's funny because i i mean it had to be fun though i mean like i said you were you were a guy that was scrappy but you also had a couple of guys on that team there that you just mentioned that weren't afraid to mix it up and they were part of what made the Cherokee a tough team back then and namely in guys like Sexsmith and Clark uh Clarky was ooh he was a, he was a piece of work he's a tough cookie no question about it and then uh now when you played who was on your line um the first year uh was myself and Doug Linden Smith oh yeah yep and I believe our our third guy kind of rotated um just between some, some different players and my my second year with them uh was Jay Clark and Justin Elmore okay so so Clarky and Elmore were your line mates in that second year uh, were you guys, uh, I mean, did you see your role change at all from year one to year two, or was it pretty much consistent? Oh, man, it, it changed drastically, and it's it's something that, you know, looking back, I, I wish I would have accepted it a little bit better, um, you know, being a young kid and not understanding how things work and, you know, part of you know, as much as it's a game, it's it's also a business. Um, my first year, I was was on the first line and uh, got tons of power play time and um, really put a lot of work in. And the coaching staff had a lot of faith in me out there. Um, and the second year, we got a lot of talent that came in, and um, I wasn't quite the player that I was the year before. And so I didn't get that those opportunities and, and me being a little selfish thought that I should. And looking back, I, I definitely shouldn't. I didn't deserve them. Um, so it changed quickly, and I became the antagonizer and the little, the little turd out there and um, tried to do whatever else I could to, to help the team. Um, but there's, there's lots of little instances in there that, you know, maybe even a little selfish – some stuff that I did where, uh, you know, growing up now, I, I wish I wouldn't have done. Um, but it was a great learning experience. And it's, I'm in the coaching world now a little bit. And it's helped me tremendously to be able to relate with all kinds of different players now. And um, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I just wish that maybe I would have been a little bit smarter back then. Well. That's why they call it growing up. So, you know, we all, we all do it at different parts of and points in our lives. So, you know, it, it takes some of us longer than others. Trust me, you got the head start when compared to me. Uh, I, I still <laughs> tell people I'm like this oversized 12-year-old. But, uh, you know, that's just how life can be sometimes. But let me ask you now. So uh, back then, uh, you guys, uh, did you made the playoffs both years, didn't you? Yes. And what kind of a run did you have? I mean, we made uh, – we actually got knocked out by Dubuque both years. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. The, the first year we were uh, – I, I think it came down to, like, we had a whoops in, the, like, Quad City or something like that. And I remember Dunk just losing his mind. Um and, you know, we were idiots. We didn't know why he was so mad. We're like, it's just a game. But I don't know if, you know, they looked ahead and saw the schedule and uh, came down to it. And I think St. Louis got us by a point. So they got the automatic bid to Nationals. And then in the playoff run, um, we got past the round robin, and or excuse me, we got past the best of three and went to the round robin and, and Dubuque knocked us out and Dubuque got to go. And then the next year, the uh, pretty much the same thing happened. We we had a, a great team, and Dubuque got us again. So they they had our number. Yeah, they, and they were only, they were only in the in the league just a few years. It was because they had uh, their uh, USHL team 
went, uh, they lost their USHL team. And then, so they were looking for another, uh, somewhere to get a league to play in. So they used the central States league. And then, uh, not too long after that, they went back into the USHL. So, I mean, it was like only like about four years, I think that they were in the CSHL, but, uh, still they were very much a, a, a big, big rival. Oh, yeah, Toledo. Big, big team, too. I remember those are some big boys. I was going to say, they were feisty and mean, and they loved to put on a show if they could, and, and whether it was especially at home, yep. but they loved to put on a show on the road, too. They loved to be, uh, they loved to go in and, uh, and intimidate and try to, you know, make you look bad in front of your own home crowd. But, uh, we we finally got them. I think in their last year in the league, we we beat them. We swept them here at home, and so it was like that was like for me that was really satisfying. And then we had a big brawl with them here at home too. So it was uh, it was one of those things where I, you couldn't ask for a better you know better finish. Uh, but that didn't come till later. So let me ask you, Deej, um, you know being especially your first year let's talk let's go back to that for a little bit what was it like being the rookie uh what kind of stuff did you have to endure and put up with uh actually it was uh, i'll never i'll never forget i don't know how much of this i should should say but all the rookies had to do uh do a couple things and i was i was smart enough and Ryan Sexsmith, I knew was one of the older guys, one of the bigger guys, and his uh, his mom actually needed help. She believes she was either the University of Michigan or, or some part of Michigan, the uh, softball coach, and they had a fundraiser at the uh, at the game at the Big House, um, and it okay. actually was the game that Michigan lost to Appalachian State, um, I'm sure not a lot of people like to hear about. Um, but I told him, hey, I'll, I'd be glad to help you out and do whatever your mom needs, and you know, be, be there and support you. And, you know, you just return the favor and protect me. And, uh, he did, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to get my head shaved. I didn't, there was all kinds of stuff I got out of because of that guy. So, um, luckily enough, I got out of that. What were, what were some of the, uh, had the designs, head, head shaving designs, were they all like Mohawks or did they get creative with, uh, some individuals? Well, when you got guys like Jay Clark, you can only only imagine what what some of those older guys did. To, I was gonna say us, but I guess I kind of snaked out of it. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I know just when we were when they were done that uh, I was thankful I didn't have to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh my. Now, uh, did uh, did they have all the other fun stuff the, on the road? Uh, whether they be leaners or or hot box or any of that other fun stuff. Oh man, I was the king of leaners. <laughs> oh really? Please oh. do tell. Oh, just I mean, uh, I don't. Well, I don't need to tell that one, but um, <laughs> just just uh, keep it keep it nice and clean. Uh, yeah, it, it, there was nothing like getting to your getting to your hotel room, getting settled down, getting your curfew, and running next door and putting the trash can up against their wall with a bunch of water and banging on the door and yelling, Hey, we got to go and having them rush out and watch their, their shoes and socks get drenched. And, um, that was the nice thing that I, I, I looking back, I, I'm thankful that they all like me because there's so many times that man, any one of them should have just kicked the crap out of me for some of the stuff I did. So, um, so, so you were the king. You were the you were the guy that did the most leaners, huh? Oh, for sure. I was always doing something or putting shampoo in guys' hairs when their heads were under the the faucet and keeping them there for another ten minutes and uh, just all kinds of stuff. Oh dear. Now, so uh, and so you didn't really have to. No one ever like at practice tried to challenge you or anything like that to kind of make up for it. Well, um, one time, and uh, I can't remember his name. Unfortunately, he was just there at the beginning of the year, 
And uh, me being the goofball I was, he was there and, and everybody knew he was kind of the, the tougher guy. And uh, I thought it would be a smart idea to let him know that I, I was tougher than him. Um, and in my brain, I was completely kidding because I knew I wasn't. And I uh, kept going and the guys were laughing and they, they knew that, you know, I was joking and um, we're at the center ice circle getting a good stretch after practice. And he, he said something and I, you know, told him he was lucky. I was tired that day. I didn't, I didn't clean his clock. And he, uh, he goes, all right, well, actually I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that. And he gets up and he drops his gloves and helmet. And I look around and go, oh crap. <laughs> I got two choices. I could either get my butt kicked or I can cower and everybody's going to, you know, lose a lot of respect for me. And so I, I perked up and dropped my equipment and squared up with him. And uh, I remember grabbing a hold of him and man, I, I threw about what felt like 30 punches and I didn't get hit yet. And all of a sudden I'm up against the glass. My jersey's over my head. My shoulder pads are barely hanging on. He's got me by one hand, and his other hand is cocked back, ready to go. And he goes, gotcha, you're lucky, and he lets me go. <laughs> wow. Yep. I'll never forget that because, man, that guy could have – I'd still probably be laying there. <laughs> oh, man. that You're right. You are lucky because we had some tough guys back in the day. So, oh, man. So uh, – but uh, as far as now, how about other teams? I know you got guys that would whack, hack and whack you and stuff and challenge you and everything, but did you ever drop the gloves with anybody during a game? I, I think I know uh, there's, a, there's a good one out on, on YouTube. I won't say the name of it, but uh, I got my butt kicked in Motor City one time and uh, got some good stitches and a big swollen eye and that was that was pretty fun. Um, I think I got in a couple other ones that didn't really amount to much. I knew I knew my job was better served to, to antagonize than it was to go sit in the box for five minutes and most likely get either beat up or worse. So um, if I had to, I would, but I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't looking to fight anybody. I was just looking to make them mad, I guess. <laughs> Yep, get them all ticked off. You did that very well. So uh, now here's another question I usually ask everybody. And uh, when it came to being in Toledo, do you remember your first goal? You know, I do. Um, it was a preseason, not really a tournament, but like a little round robin. I don't, I don't remember where we were, but I know it was on the road. And we went and we played four games. And uh, it was the fourth game. I finally might have even been the third period. Uh, actually, I don't. I think it was the first period. But I, I, I don't remember the play how it worked out. But I remember it was a luckily enough a really pretty goal. And I was finally, you know, I was relieved. I was like, finally. And I sat down and I remember Duncan about time, man. Like I've been waiting on that. And I thought, okay, well. We got it out of the way. Now we can go. And I, I think I might have had a couple more that game. But until that point, I was had the big goose egg. So you're pitching a donut. Okay. So now, uh, as far as, uh, you know, going from first year to second year, and you said that, you know, your role changed quite a bit. Um, did you see uh, – what did you see, uh, I guess for lack of a better term – the opportunities that it would create for you as far as recruitment was concerned, someone looking at you as a possibly playing for their, for their team uh, after Toledo. Um, I, I, luckily enough, there, there were a few teams that I, I was speaking with and were, I, I guess, interested. So somebody must've tricked them, but uh <laughs> I, I did get to talk to several schools, and that's what I was leaning towards doing. Um, I had a pretty good job in Toledo and didn't really want to leave it. Um, my mom was back home, and you know she was single and widowed, and uh, my brother was away at school, and I just made the decision to come back home and go to school here, and we had a, a D3 club team, 
And so I jumped on that and went to school for a little bit and uh, just hope for the best. And so far, life's been pretty good to me. Well, you know, the uh, you, the whole idea, though, of, of doing, making that decision, that couldn't have been easy. But uh, you, you did what you felt was right. And what was it like playing at, in, in uh, collegiate club level? Uh, it was it was good. Um, at the time, we were the only team in the area. Uh, IU was the closest, and uh, the school, uh, the students showed a showed a good support for it. Um, lots of people would come to our games. You know, they'd know who you were. Uh, got to not that I'm shy, but it was pretty easy to meet friends and. Um, helped keep me on track, I guess, the best it could, because if I wouldn't have had hockey to look forward to, i uh not sure what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That can, that can happen. Uh, so, I mean, now, you were the, you know, you talked about the fact that, let's go back talking about Toledo again for a minute. You were talking about how you were a uh, a bit of a prankster there, with as far as with the leaners and everything. Who else on that team were pretty good pranksters? Oh man! Actually, uh, my my line mates, Jay Clark and Justin Elmore, were both uh, pranksters. Lucas Kelsey was a little—he was a sneaky one. You had to watch him. And I actually lived with him my second year, so that was uh, that was exciting. Um, yeah, who was you? Who who did you bill it with? Um, I billeted with. I know the first year I was by myself. Um, and then the second year I was with, uh, Connie Snyder, uh, Justin Snyder's parents. And, uh, yep. man, we had, I think she had four of us and it's sad that I can't remember. Um, I knew the, the guys were over all the time, uh, hanging out. Um, but I know mm-hmm. Luke and I were, were, were really close, really tight. Um, Connie's son was there for the most part. Um, and then, like I said, the, the guys were over all the time. And uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the other names, but sadly I am. That's okay. It happens when you get older. Uh, but now, yeah, we are old. Yeah. But, uh, but Fish, you know, I mean, the, the cool part was, tell me what it was like playing for – uh, for I mean, we know what you what it was like playing for Dunk. Dunk was was intense, and it was about getting that W. And you had to work hard. You knew that was coming. But uh, what was it like working with uh, or playing for Tarsh? Oh, Tarsh was Tarsh was great. Um, he just kind of you could tell he'd sit back and he'd collect all his his thoughts, and then bang, he would just go and start talking a thousand miles a minute and we all got a kick out of that because his, his voice would get a little higher in pitch and um anybody that knows tarsh he's a big workout guy so um it was funny to see a, a a big strong guy like that and have his voice pitch a little bit and um it didn't take much to to tick him off but we sure poked him a lot and um he he handled it pretty well though. There's a couple times I'm surprised he didn't kill one of us, but <laughs> oh my, I bet those had to be interesting to say the least. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple names out there. You just tell me what comes to your mind when you hear the name, and so and just give me a, a yell. Um, let's start with uh, Ryan Sexsmith, protector. <laughs> <laughs> He he had my back no matter what. All right, that sounds reasonable. Uh, Justin Elmore, goofball. <laughs> really? Yep. Very. I mean, great player and very skilled and real silky smooth and man, just a just a goofy, happy-go-lucky guy that just was thrilled to show up to the rink every day. Uh, okay, I got one more for you. DJ Fisher. Knucklehead. 
beautiful. Uh, so, so fish. Uh, now we moved on. You went back home. You played in college. Uh, what was the? Did you have to make any adjustment in your play from going from you know juniors to college? No, not really. Um, it was uh, very similar. The guys were just a little bit, you know, older, bigger, stronger. Um, but the like the speed and things like that weren't quite the same as they were in Toledo. So uh, it worked out for me because, you know, just coming from there, playing two years and um, playing at that level, the, the speed was was right up my alley when I when I moved back home. Um, and the big guys, I just stay away from them. So that made it easy. Yeah, true. Um, so now you you play in, in college, and then you have to eventually hang them up. How was, how was that transition? I bet it couldn't have been easy. You know, uh, it kind of reminds me of a Mighty Ducks. My, uh, my dad told me, I think when I was like 16, I was playing AAA down in Indianapolis, and he said, "You're gonna, you're gonna be a better coach than than you are a player someday." And uh, I know that was kind of with the Charlie Conway thing and the Mighty Ducks, so I didn't steal it. It actually happened. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a good coach by any means, but it was it always stuck, and it was always something that I I wanted to get into. Um, and luckily enough. Right when I got done, uh, some local guys were, that I knew were coaching a high school team, and I, I jumped on board with them just to to pick up what I could. And you know, I was close to the kids' age, and so it wasn't, you know, mm. I wasn't necessarily their coach. I was kind of just like the younger guy that could still play and do the drills with them. But I was learning, and then, um, you know, ten years later, man. Um, it's something that I, I love probably more than than most things is uh, giving back and uh, dealing with with the kids every day. And um, I actually uh, got a, a a pretty good gig here at our local rink. So I work at the ice rink. I, I coach a high school team. Um, I coach a college D three club team. Um, I've done some travel. Some uh, you know pre-post stuff and uh luckily enough that i've had a lot of help along the way um and I, I think i'm just barely scratching the surface of doing it but i'm learning so much and uh i, I love it well let me ask you something here fish where who uh who would were the you know being in fort wayne you had the comets so uh but uh, who is the the players in the team? Obviously, the Comets team, but maybe an NHL team out there too that you grew up watching and admiring. Uh, it's actually the the Blackhawks. They've been my uh, my favorite team since I was little. And um, as weird as it sounds, I, I don't get to watch a whole lot of the NHL. And um, getting more involved in coaching, I, I watch it more. Um, like clips of it and um, clips from other coaches and, and picking out, you know, different systems and different, you know, scenarios and, and things like that, as opposed to sit back and enjoy and watch a good hockey game. And um, actually the, the comments are where I do that. I, I get to go there every once in a while with my buddies and um, just in, enjoy a hockey game and not have to worry about too much for a few hours. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, um, who was your favorite comet? Favorite comet. My favorite comet to watch was probably either Andy Bezo or an ex Cherokee uh, in Kaylee Schrock. Yeah, um, I remember him. Well, yep. actually, I don't think Kaylee was with the Cherokee, uh, but he played in Toledo because we used to have a junior A team here called the Toledo Ice Diggers, and he played with them. And then when they moved to Alpena, he went up. 
Uh, but yeah, they were because what happened was was the Cherokee were plugging along. They were the the junior B team, and then Pittsburgh had won a national championship back around two thousand three, I think. And okay. uh, and so they moved uh, right after they won the national championship, like the day after they folded. So the team, someone bought the team from Toledo. I think it was the guys that uh, run the ice house at at the time. Uh, bought the uh, Pittsburgh Forge and moved them to Toledo. So we had two junior teams out of the same rink. And then like a year later, we had three junior teams because we had the Toledo Wolfpack in that Continental Elite League. So that's that's where I remember that from. But I'm I'm I don't remember Kaylee being in a Cherokee uniform. I remember him being with the Ice Diggers, the Toledo Ice Diggers, and they were there for a couple of seasons, and then they went to Alpena uh, because there just wasn't uh, they weren't going to make any money at the Ice House because you have three different programs there, and you can't. There's only so much pie you can divvy up, you know. So, you know, but. Uh, but yeah, he was a heck of a hockey player, though. You're right, and I did I did follow what his exploits and stuff uh, when he was with the Comets and everything. He was a heart and soul kind of guy oh, and he when was. he played. So, and, uh, uh, luckily enough, I, I actually I, I work with him now. So, oh okay. Well, then you can ask him. You can ask him about that, and he can say that uh, that, that 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 Mick guy. He's got his head up his butt. He's wrong, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, now, uh, as far as uh, Andy Bezo, uh, gosh, man, that's going back a ways. Whew. You remember that name, huh? Oh, yeah. See, the thing was, I was always a minor league hockey fan. So I followed, the, I, I used to go up to games up in Frazier when uh, the U-Haul League had the Detroit Falcons. And they would play, you know, they would play teams like Muskegon, the old IHL loop, you know, teams like Muskegon, uh, Flint. Uh, trying to remember who else. I, I don't know if Saginaw was in that loop at the time, but they would play teams like that, and uh, it was very much like the old days, uh, the old bus days of the IHL. I mean, I mean, there would you'd see fights in the stands every now and then, and it'd get real feisty and mean and nasty. But no, uh, Andy, he was a defenseman, wasn't he? I don't believe so. I thought he was a forward that was a. Uh... Small, stocky guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Now I had to think about that. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was another disturber and stuff. But he, uh, he was a a crowd favorite. I remember that in Fort Wayne. They, uh, Bob Chase used to, because I used to be able to get Wowo over the air in uh, in Toledo. So at night you could get you could get WOWO. So I got to listen to Bob Chase for a lot, lot of years. I would listen to Bob Chase call games for the Comets. And, uh, you know, so it was, uh, you know, you would, I would hear some of those guys. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of those other names. Of course, now some of the names that I remember are long before what you would know. Uh, you know, guys like Robbie, Robbie Irons, uh, trying to remember uh, some of those other guys. But uh, um, they were uh, big, big, big uh, Comet favorites and stuff. And of course, uh, you know, way back before me, you know, I just knew about guys like Reggie Primo and uh, stuff because uh, one of our former Cherokee players, uh, his great his grandson played for the Cherokee back in like 2001, 2000, 2001, something like that. Ryan Potts. And so Potts, we would hear he would tell I would ask him about, you know, what it was like with for his uh, grandpa Reggie Primo to play. And stuff, and then Potsy got to have a couple cups of coffee with the comments later on. So, but you know, that's always a cool thing. I always love the history. That's what I love, oh. and I remember the, the 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 rivalry with Toledo back in the old in the seventies and the eighties in the IHL days. So that's you know for me that was what it was all about minor league hockey. But now, getting back to you, do you see yourself uh, wanting to go uh, maybe? coach at a higher level, like maybe take on a junior program or something like that someday? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I like Fort Wayne. Um, I've never had any interest in necessarily leaving for, for good. Um, 
we we just got a junior team last year, and uh, Kaylee actually coaches it. Um, so I get to talk hockey with him all the time. Um, I've always thought, no, I, I was happy at high school. And then, you know, I, I dipped into a little bit of the college and man, I really enjoy that and the, the pace of play up there. And so, you know, maybe I'll, I'll stick there for a few years and then I'll want something more. Um, I hope not, but I, I can't say no, but, uh, as of now, I you know if it was here in town, I, I would love to to keep progressing. But um, I, I I really do it more um, just to kind of to give back a little bit and um, try to get the kids to understand that you know I went ahead and made a lot of dumb choices for them already and keep them from doing the same choices. So um, don't know if that's working much, but that's my goal right now. <laughs> well, you know, fish. I think you're doing all right. I mean, I, I, I mean, look at it this way. Also, you know, now that you've got uh, Kaylee coaching at the junior level, he might be able to uh, feed you a few guys. Oh, <laughs> that uh, that is the goal um, with, with where we're at. They uh, when he brings them in and um, if we can retain them. Um, that that's. That's definitely something that gets talked about a lot is uh, keeping the kids here for, for a few more years. Um, and, and Kaylee's pretty easy to work with and get along with. So uh, we have a pretty good relationship. Hey, that's what it's all about is making good relationships. Now, uh, of course, uh, another reason you wouldn't want to leave Fort Wayne either is, you know, I'm sure the boss, she wouldn't be too happy with you uh, bolting out of Fort Wayne, would she? Oh. Well, it's it's complicated, I guess, is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But uh, you know, the uh, for you for someone like you though, uh, you, I mean, you're a a guy who, I mean, obviously, you're a, a loyalty guy. You're a guy who believes in 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 all the things, whether it be, you know, someone you love, and you know, we you showed that with your mom. You know, uh, you uh, also you know, with your, with your hometown. I mean, the things that you do at the high school level, the things you do at the college level, those are all things that you're able to do to give back and to uh, show that you're a loyal kind of guy and you want, you want that out of your players. Uh, talk to me about what, uh, what loyalty means to you. Man, I, I really, I never even thought of it that way um, until you were just saying that. And, uh, you kind of you kind of nailed it right on the head that um, you, you're exactly right. Um, have, having you know good relationships and, and people that have trust in you and that you can trust and they know you'll be there for them is is about all all you got. And um, everybody that really knows me knows I, I do anything for them. And uh, you know I have a lot of people that. I can count on for a lot of different things and um I, i'm i'm a really lucky guy right now so um i enjoy being in town and i uh, wouldn't trade it for anything well i no one I, no one would want you to there deej so before we wind her up uh do you have any questions for me that you can think of maybe cross-referencing something that happened back then or anything like that. I, I, I don't I'm not I don't have the sharpest memory, but I try to remember things from time to time and when people throw things out at me every now and then it'll fire up the 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 it'll clear the mothballs out of my brain sometimes. Man, I uh I the only story I can well I mean not the only story, but um <laughs> the only one I can talk about I guess. <laughs> was uh I don't know if you were with us but I know we were in Peoria and we just picked up John Wall. Do you remember him? Is it John Wall? Ryan, Ryan Wall. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, he was from Florida, right? Yeah, he was he mon was a monster. Yeah, he I remember Tarsh talking about we just picked up a guy blah 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 and I was getting changed in the locker room. I'm like, Tarsh, you don't even know what you're talking about. They ain't nobody big in this league. Well, just, you know, giving him crap. And that guy walked in, and we all looked around like, is he in the wrong locker room? Is he <laughs> – what's he doing here? And, um, 
senior league, senior leagues in the other rink. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, not to sound weird or anything, but he, he started to get changed and took his shirt off. And I mean, he looked like he should have been in a, a catalog as, I mean, he had, his arm was bigger than my legs. And I'm like, there's, there's no way that this guy should be playing with us. And, uh, he was a, a tough cookie and we were in Peoria and he went out and he, he got into a fight and fought another really big guy. And, uh, it was, it was awesome to watch by the way. Yes. Um, definitely glad I wasn't a part of, but I'm glad I got to watch it. And I think he got his nose broke and, uh, instead of leaving, you know, obviously he wasn't going to leave the game. He couldn't breathe with his mouth guard in. And so he, he took it out. So he could play and he could breathe. And the very next shift, he got high stick in the mouth and got like two of his teeth knocked out. Yep, so. I remember that. Oh my <laughs> God, that's funny. And that was back in Peoria when they used to have the uh, the little uh, uh, horsey in the corner would light up whenever Peoria scored. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh my God, that thing was hysterical. Turn the lights off before the games and everything. They, they oh, yeah. did it. Yeah, they did it up pretty good, but the the horsey was the funny part. I mean, it's like, of all things, I don't mind you, you know, like, you know, maybe playing audio of a horse, you know, neighing or something. But (laughs) when you see basically what amounts to something that you feel like you should be sticking a quarter in the slot and putting your kid on it, uh, it's... uh, it's, Yeah, you know, it's like like one of those... uh, those things you see over at Myers or something, you know, at the grocery store, you know, and, and this thing would, this thing would, li- they put lights on it and it would light up and, and stuff whenever the, uh, the Mustangs would score. And it was, it was just comical. I mean, to look at that thing. And I can remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, I don't, did he play? I don't know if he played with you in your year or not, but Cole Herb. Uh, actually he was a little bit older than me. Yeah, he was before you. That's right. I played for his dad. Uh, that was Larry Herb, right? Yep, exactly. A couple years before I went to the Cherokee. Yep, I remember Larry now. Yep, and uh, yeah, Cole Herb used to make so much fun of that horse when he when he played for us, and uh, we'd go to Peoria. He would just make so much fun of that thing. But uh, no, that's what I was just thinking. Like I said, sometimes these years run together, but. It was uh, that was a thing of beauty back then, but yeah, no. Wally was oh my god, his hand was like, I mean, it like take up your face, oh, you he know. Was definitely a man amongst boys. Oh yeah, and I yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to mess with him. Uh, and he yeah, he did. He had that. Uh, he I mean, he looked like he was about like five or six, maybe seven years older than than the rest of the team. Yep. And, and stuff but that was what was so funny and he just uh he was just such a character too he was always funny and and uh always a smart aleck and everything and he just he would crack you up because he was just a goofball but uh he was yeah he was a good fit for that team that year oh but, he was, uh, he's a great guy and even better that he was on our team because uh, i would hate to play against him yes amen to that well Deej, before i let you go let me uh, let me ask you one more question do you still keep in touch at all with any of your old teammates? You know, uh, a little bit. Um, with social media, it makes it, makes it easier. Um, actually, I got my first Facebook when I was in Toledo because everybody had one, and they made me get one, and I didn't want one, but I'm glad I did. And uh, that's about the only way I can, can keep in touch. Um, I, I've reached out to, to Dunk a few times on, on some coaching stuff. And uh, he's always willing to help me, um, but but yeah, every every once in a while I'll get get a few words in with uh, you know like Kyle Yarkey that was here for a little bit and um, talk to Clark every once in a while. I know Elmore just got married, so um, he's busy. But um, you know everybody's kind of grown up and got their own own stuff going on. Um, but it's it's sure great to when you get a chance to talk to them and, and just like this, get to talk to you and go back and, and think about some of the stories and some of the, the stuff and um, a couple of the best years I, I ever had. And I've always told any of the players that, you know, come through that I have a chance to work with and, and they're thinking about doing the junior route. Um, I really, 
promote it to them um, at any level of junior just just for the for the experience and, and being out on your own and, and having to take care of yourself and you know relying on your teammates more than what it is when you're in high school and you know you just drive to the rink and you drive home and um, you grow up a lot faster and uh, you know sometimes that's not good but uh, like you said earlier you, you you learn from it and you grow up and uh, I, I can't thank the Cherokee enough and um, I I hope some of my kids someday might even uh, get to slide over there and play. Well, that would be that would be the goal. You know, that would be a dream come true for them and for us, because we always like it when our alumni are able to, you know, come back or else help help uh, help send guys to us. You know, so it's you know because we've got several that coach, and you know anytime we can get one, we're always happy to have them, and it means a lot to us because that's it's, it's about our heritage. And you're a part of that lineage there, Fish. And no matter what, you always will be. So you're always going to be tied to this team. I couldn't be prouder to say that I am. Amen to that, brother. Well, uh, man, I tell you what, time flies by when we're having fun. We had a little fun trying to get this thing off the ground. But once we got it going, hey, it it, it flew right by. And I'm glad we were able to do it. Oh, man. Talk to you all night long. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you probably could, but uh, some of us have, have to work in the morning. So, But, uh, hey, I appreciate you taking the time, though, Fish, to hang out with me and talk about this. And I'm sure we'll be in touch again because I promise you, one of the other things we're going to be doing that we're going to get off the ground again is we're going to get the alumni going. And we want to get uh, an alumni game going. Uh, where it's like that certain eras play certain eras. We can't have the older guys playing the young kids that just finished because it <laughs> wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just wouldn't be pretty. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time doing this. And like I said, when we do that, I definitely want you here, even if it's if, if not to lace them up, just to at least hang out and tell tall stories over a couple of pops. Oh, then, you could, then you can really let loose on some of the things that happened. <laughs> yeah. We were not being recorded. There, there's lots that we could talk about all night long. <laughs> I bet we could. But anyway, DJ, I appreciate you doing this. And, hey, the best of luck always. And, and uh, hey, we'll talk to you again soon. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And, and I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing this. It's, it's great to listen to. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it from here. We appreciate DJ Fisher hanging out with us here on this edition of the Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget, you can get them anywhere that there are pod, you get your podcasts from, whether it's iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, Deezer. You can just, all you got to do is put in uh, Cherokee Rewind, and it'll pop up for you. Each new edition, and you can subscribe also at Podbean. Uh, you can subscribe, and it'll pop up for you whenever the new ones drop. They drop every Wednesday and Saturday, and we appreciate very much for you guys uh, following us and letting us know what you think. So anyway, for DJ Fisher, I am Mick. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on right here on this edition of the Cherokee Rewind. We'll talk to you again next time.